Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Hawks go to Indiana and get a dub. And is there fire in the Hawks front office? I don't know. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And tonight, Hawks were victorious against the Indiana Pacers, 113 to 111 on a last second tip from John Collins, a good team win for the Hawks. And uh, we're going to talk about that, man. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about a lot more, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm going to let you guys know up front. I know you guys know my pods are usually between 20 and 30 minutes, and I always try to shoot for that clip. But there was an article released today about the Atlanta Hawks and their front office. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to go over the game real quick, just talk about what we saw, some news and notes. And then we're going to spend a lion's share, a, a good amount of time on this article because I think it's very important. And I want to tackle that. And I want to tackle that with some type of um, I kind of want to be detailed. And I kind of want to I, I kind of want to go through it step by step and give you my thoughts on the article. All right. So we'll go through the game first. I'll give you my takeaways. We'll talk about what we saw and then we'll delve into what the article was talking about. For those of you who um, who have the athletic, uh, again, I, I think that is a very good thing to subscribe to. It's worth the money. So if you're into it like that, you know, go ahead and get your subscription. But if you didn't have the athletic, your boy's going to take care of you. All right. I'm going to tell you what was in the article. I'm, I'm, we're going to breeze through it. We're going to dissect it. We're going to break it down. Good. All right. First things first, uh, some housekeeping. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time in, welcome. Take off your shoes, relax your feet, sit back, relax. All right. Um, a big part of what we do is on social media. So make sure that you connect with us on our social media platforms. If you tweet, get at us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just type in Hawks Beat. That's all one word. And you'll find us. So give us a follow. Give us a like. A tweet. All that jazz. And uh, connect with us that way. And you will be abreast as to everything that we have going on. I'm not sure how you're listening to the pod. So make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast as well. 
I do know uh, the majority of our listeners come from Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple or Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you find your podcast, go ahead, go ahead and give us a subscription. Uh, subscribe to the pod and drop us a five-star rating if you got some time. And if you don't, make some time. <laughs> I'll play it. All right. All right. So, boom. Let's go ahead and get into it. Again, Hawks get dubbed in Indiana. Um, whenever you have to go on a two-game road trip, it's always nice to get that first one. I mean, not saying that the next one doesn't matter, but it's nice to get that first one. So you're kind of playing with house money. We've already established the fact that the Hawks have a tremendous January schedule. It's tremendous. You got to get all the wins that you can. You got to get all the wins that you can. And tonight's win wasn't pretty. (laughs) It wasn't pretty at all. Um, A lot of back and forth. I think at one point after the game, they said it was, I think, 13 or 14 lead changes. Uh, So that's a type of game where it was just going back and forth, you know, back and forth. And um, you would think that one team w- w- was getting up a little bit and then the other team would come back. And so um, it, this game had a lot of back and forth to it. And so um, you got to credit the Hawks with being scrappy. You got to credit them with, with fighting. I think it was it might have even been the last game. I talked about how. Having a scrappy team is something that will probably benefit your team in the long run, you know, but sometimes when your team loses, especially when they lose and the team played good, like they scrapped. Right. But they just didn't scrap enough, you know, and and I think that that matters. So tonight was a scrappy game. Right. Tonight, they scrapped enough and they ended up getting a W. So that was good for them. Good for them. Um, As far as the game itself, I thought that you had contributions from everybody. I thought you had contributions from everybody. I'll go into some fan feedback later because you guys tweeted me on who you guys thought were some fan favorites. I got to shout out everybody like the whole. Well, first of all, I got to shout out the whole entire starters, like the starting five, like everybody. John Collins, first of all, had a terrible night, (laughs) had a terrible night. He was like, what? He finished night with seven points, eight points, but he had the most important bucket of them all you know fourth quarter you know you know time's running out Trey misses shot DJ misses shot he's there for the tip in and nobody's gonna talk about him going two for eight no one's gonna talk about him grabbing eight boards and the four the four fouls um yeah so it was just good to see him get that get back because when you go down the list of all of these starters everybody had moments where they balled out Everybody, DeAndre Hunter was shooting that thing like that thing was on fire. All right. Like DeAndre was on that thing. DeAndre dropped 25 tonight, hit six threes. He was stroking that thing. You know, I thought DeAndre, I mean, uh, DeJounte Murray played well. I thought he attacked well. I thought he had some nice steals. Um, I thought he played well. He had some key buckets. Um, A Kongu, my God. Boy was a demon on the boards. Had 20 rebounds last night, 18, 18 points. And um he was just he was just in that paint battling. So you gotta credit him and Trey, you know, he did what he did. 26 points, 11 assists, hit a big three-pointer down the stretch. Um, you also missed one, but you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but hit a big one that really that that really mattered in the fourth quarter. And uh 
you just love to see it from your starters. You know, it would have been nice to, to get a little bit more from your bench. Uh, your bench was you didn't really have anybody in double figures on the bench, but sometimes it's just like that. So you got to credit all of those guys uh, and how they played uh, going into tonight, man. I mean, they closed out the game 10, 10 to four on a ten to four run, and it was going back and forth. And, and it's so funny to watch all of the tweets while this is happening in live time, right? <laughs> They're watching the tweets. Folks are just giving up. They're just giving up. With two minutes left. There's two minutes left in the ball game. They're like, "Oh man, we lose. We suck. We suck. We gotta fire the coach. We gotta fire the coach. We suck." And then after the game was over, everybody—that's <laughs> just say the tone changes, right? The tone changes, and again, big steal from Dejounte Murray toward the end, big shot from Trey, big threes from Hunter. A Congo was tough all night, and you gotta shout out this whole starting five. I'm including John in that, even though he only he really had that <laughs> that bucket near the end, but. It was just a scrappy win. As far as the numbers are concerned, you guys know I don't I don't statue to death. I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of numbers, but um, they hung in there, man. They hung in there. wasn't always pretty. Uh, they ended up shooting pretty decently from three, pretty decently from the field, and um, you got the dub, man. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So I don't know when I'm going to play the Pacers again, but I will say this, man. It was kind of kind of cool to see Trey Young and uh, LP uh, talking after the game. And by LP, for those of you who don't really know, Lloyd, LP is short for Lord Pierce, who was the uh, coach for the Hawks before Nate McMillan took over. So it's good to see those guys kind of chop it up and kind of smiling after the game. And uh, hopefully uh, everything is cool with those guys. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> so that was the game. Hawks moved to 20 and 22. They have a game tomorrow, right? They have a game tomorrow in Toronto. So, yeah, we talked about that schedule and it's a bear. But you got the first half of a, of a back-to-back on the road. If you can find a way to snag this game in Toronto, that means you're going to be coming back to Atlanta cooking with grease on a two-game win streak going into the MLK game. So um, tomorrow's game is going to be another tough one, but uh, we're going to see what they got, man. We're going to see what they got. Um, So that's enough for the game tonight. Um, Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into this article, man. We're going to get into this article. The Athletic penned a piece and talking about (sighs) – the front office, man. They're talking about the front office. It was a piece done by Sam Amick of The Athletic. And I believe several other reporters were in the piece. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what exactly is going on in this front office. I'm going to give you all the ins and outs after this. <laughs> Listen to the Hogsby Podcast. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, folks, we are back. Welcome back. It's the Hawks Beat Podcast. Your host, Edub, talking a little Atlanta Hawks victory over the Indiana Pacers. And we're about to get into this article in The Athletic. So this piece was wrote by uh, Sam Amick and, uh, today. And, and the title of the piece is this. Inside the end of the Travis Schlink era in Atlanta, the Hawks' new power structure and how it's impacting the team. So, um that's a lot, but the article is a lot of stuff in the article, and I will say this. So let me start from the beginning, right? And let me say this as somebody that has been in the field of journalism. And so this isn't just like, okay, we 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 gonna smash the podcast stuff, right? Understand this, like I've been a journalist before, like I've done this for bread and butter. You know, so I know about the journalism game. I'm not just speaking as just like a podcast right now. This is me speaking as someone that has been a journalist that has dug stories and, and things like that. So there is a bit of credibility that I'm speaking with. Right. And I don't mean to find, sound pretentious or anything, but like that's just the reality. Say what you want about the athletic. Um Regardless of how you feel about the athletic, regardless of how you feel when when they cite unnamed sources or sources close to the information, sources close to the situation. Right. Like those things happen regardless of how you feel about that, about the athletic, even all the way back to Chris Kirshner. The athletic has gotten more right than they've gotten wrong. I'm talking about this outlet right here. The Athletic, they've gotten more right than they've gotten wrong. And I would say by a pretty large margin. I remember even back to LP when Chris reported stuff, people would get mad. They don't like it. But at the end of the day, when they finally clipped LP and uh, Kirshner released that piece about all the stuff that had been going on, they had it. They were right. So... Let's let, let's first of all make the distinction. This isn't just another dot com piece, just another random website trying to get clicks or trying to get uh, uh, views and things like that. The Athletic is real hardcore journalism like they do this. There's a lot of folks out there under the guise of media that don't really do this. And so I, I wanted to start before we even talk about the article. I have to let you guys know that there is credibility here. There's credibility that I believe and there's credibility that these journalists have. It's easy to dispel that because a lot of times they may break a story and they may say something about a player we like. Or they may say something about a coach we like or a team that we like. And so we say, oh, the media is just hating on us. The media just doesn't want us to be great. Listen, the media doesn't give a damn about your football team or your baseball team or your basketball team. They could care less. They out here trying to get this story. All right. Nobody's out here trying to bring down the Atlanta Hawks. Let's get that straight. All right. Nobody is out here trying to bring down the Atlanta Hawks. The story is what it is. 
All right. So we're going to start there. So when you guys know, um, the former Hawks uh, president of basketball operation, Travis Slink, slept down and he's taking on an advisory role. The situation and when that happened, a lot of people were like, yo, like what is going on? It turns out that there seems to be some. F- I'm not want to. Do you want to say that there's fire? We're not even going to say there's fire. All right. So let's just say there's smoke. Right. Let's just say there's smoke in the Hawks front office. Right. So. While the Hawks were out west, the reports that Landry Fields, who is now the Hawks GM, 34 year old NBA player who was the uh, he used to be the assistant GM. Now he's the GM. Um, he was out there in L.A. Uh, Nick Ressler, who is the son of Hawks owner Tony Ressler. Uh, I believe he is like the director of business and basketball operations. Um, he's a main guy in this story. Ryan Silverstein, Grant Liffman, uh, who's a 35-year-old guy who used to be uh, in media, and now he is part of pro personnel, and uh, he was just added in June. Uh, he's close with Landry Fields. And so this is kind of like the young guy set, right? You got Landry Fields. He's the 34-year-old guy. Uh, Nick Ressler, he's 27. Grant Liffman, he's 35. Ryan Silverstein. All these guys are kind of around the same age bucket, right? 27 to 35-ish, right? So if you can just kind of imagine, (laughs) I don't want to say a breakdance battle, but uh, these are kind of the guys who are the young up-and-coming these are the young guys who are kind of positioning themselves to be running pretty much the Hawks front office, you know. And so in are these guys and, and these guys, Travis Schlink and his staff. Uh, you got Rod Higgins, who's like in his 60s. Uh, Rod, used to, Rod used to be a former player. Uh, Rod was the senior. I think he was a senior advisor in Schlink's last and Schlink's staff. Try saying that three times. <laughs> he was an old guy, but he has a lot of uh, experience. Um, all the guys in Travis's in his staff were very experienced. Um, Stephen Giles, director of post scouting, Derek Pierce, um, VP of player personnel. All three of these guys are gone. Travis Link, he now has the advisory roles, but I really wonder like what that is. Right. And I say that with air quotes. So those are four guys who are out for the most part. And so here's the situation. It's been reported that Nick Ressler, Tony Ressler's son, um, the 27-year-old, what is he, director of business and basketball operations guy, (laughs) word on the street is that he is getting more and more pull, more and more um, say-so within the organization. And uh, there's been not just the athletic report that, but there have been several reports about him and his upcoming, uh, his rise to power within the Hawks organization. You know, look, the guy's 27. The guy's 27. And so, um, again, if you look at the power structure from these young guys and you have these old guys that are, that are transitioning out, you got these young guys that are coming in. And so what does this mean? What does this mean? It means this. It means that right now there's a shift in the front office and it's shifting from the older guys with Schlink and his group to the younger guys. There was a report that when it came down to the DeJounte Murray deal, that Schlink wasn't really on board with everything as far as what they had to give up. 
and you know, uh, giving up. You know, Kevin Herter ended up being a part of that deal because they had to let him go to get under the cap, and so it was just a lot of things that you could kind of see happening that led to Schlink's dismissal, or well, not really dismissal, resignation, or whatever you want to call it. Right? The thing is this: when you have a change happening, and you see kind of, and I don't even know how contentious, how contentious it got, right? There's a lot of infighting and it doesn't seem smooth. It doesn't seem like there is continuity in your front office. And here's the problem with that. It affects the players. It affects the coaches and it affects the team. You may say, oh, this is front office stuff. Like the players doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, like, nah, it matters. It matters because all of that stuff that's going on is just like, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a situation or in a workplace where you have people that's gossiping or you have a a leadership team that is not together and on one accord. It makes the whole organization messy and gray and it's just hard to work because there's mess going on at the top. And I'm here to tell you right now, it appears that there's a lot of mess going on in this Hawks front office. It appears it, it appears that there's a lot of mess going on. So here's the thing, and I'm gonna tell you how it affects the team. You look at a situation like Trey and Nate, right? They're going back and forth. You know that they don't have the best relationship. That's well documented. You know they don't have the best the best relationship. That's well documented. So you may have a guy like Trey. Tony comes to practice or something. I mean, not Tony. Tony's son. What did I say his son? I forgot the boy's name. Nick. <laughs> so Nick comes. You know, he's probably talking to Trey. And, you know, they develop a relationship. You know, Nate is old school. So he's probably talking to Travis. He's probably talking to Schlink. And so they're probably talking to two different things. And it causes a rift between the two. Right? And so you think, how do you think that's going to play out in the front office? Can you see? Can I? Can you see how there can that can be tension with Nate and, and Nate and Trey beefing, and then you have one organization. The younger guys want to go one way, and the older guy kind of wants to go it that way. And you can see how there's not continuity here. And then you go to the players. The article went to talk to Dejounte Murray. Um, he was like, "You want to talk to Dejounte Murray to see how he felt about yo? You're coming in from San Antonio, and we all know how things are running San Antonio." Things are running San Antonio like a well-oiled machine. They don't have a lot of turnover. They 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 run their business the right way. Listen to this quote. Listen to this quote, right? Okay. So DeJounte Murray had this to say. He said, I mean, there's a lot going on non-basketball. Murray went on to tell the athletic. And then with basketball, you've got guys in trade rumors. You've it's obviously more than and then he paused. They said he paused and thought about what he had to say. He stopped talking. Then he said, I wouldn't say more than what I expected, but there were when I came from in San Antonio where everything was just not as loud. He's basically saying that look, when I was in San Antonio, all we did was ball. Like I ain't have to worry about all this this going on in the front office, the coach and the players be like he ain't have to deal with none of that. He could just play ball. So this is obviously a distraction. This is obviously a distraction for him. And uh, this is just one guy. And and, and he still comes across as someone that wants to play well, someone wants to lead, and someone that has a good attitude, right? John Collins. John Collins had a lot to say. They did a whole piece on John Collins in The Athletic. 
one of the quotes in his article, he says this. He said, it's just stuff that you never really expect. He said, guys were hired from certain people and this and that. And it's just, it creates uncertainty sometimes. And I feel like that just makes stuff harder. This is your player. Like your, your players are saying it's a lot going on. Your players are saying it makes stuff harder. This is the result of front office feuding. Front office feuding. And I don't know what the feuds are. I don't know. You know, obviously it's a power struggle. You know, all the reports are this young guy, Nick Ressler, is is getting uh, a little bit more power, a little bit more, uh, um, I don't know, some more say so within the organization. His daddy, his daddy, you know, he, he cuts the checks. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even saying what side is right or what side is wrong. Trey Young had some stuff about to say, but he didn't really say anything from the article that I've really found of value. So when it came to Trey Young, the guy gives uh, Sam Amick, the, the writer of the piece, he wrote this before he he inserted the Trey Young quotes. He said, uh, "Hold on, let me find it because I don't want to I don't want to misread it and I don't want to misquote it." He said, "Young was on his way out of the visitors' locker room when we spoke, and once the conversation shifted to some of the less flattering subplots." that we have unfolded in recent months, it was clear he wasn't interested in sharing his interim, his innermost thoughts. So um, a lot of the Trey Young quotes are very, very vanilla. You know, it was just, you know he, he went back to the whole thing of, you know, stuff happens in house and needs to kind of stay in house. And a lot of folks, you know, a lot of stuff that we went through the last time we, we went into this. Right. You know, saying he's saying the right things, you know, he's saying the right things. You know, he has my confidence level is high. Landry's a great guy. Um, the, the confidence is there in Landry. The confidence is there in the players. Didn't really give you much. The problem I have is that. And, and you know what? I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Let me let me walk that back. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But listen, if I walk by your house and I see smoke coming out of four of your windows and I say, you know what? There's probably smoke in your window. There's, there's there's smoke coming out of those windows. And you look at me and say, hey, that's my problem. That's my business. You know, I'll be like, all right, that's your business. But you ain't finna sit here and tell me there ain't smoke coming out those windows. That's what it feels like sometimes when you're talking to Trey Young. There's obviously smoke coming out of the windows, but you don't want to admit the smoke. that, And you just want to tell you, that's a, part, that, that's a private matter. Okay, it is private. It is in your house. But I can see, and everybody can see, that there's smoke coming out of those windows. There's smoke coming out of these windows. And so that's what you have with this Hawks team right now. That's what you have with this Hawks team. You have the, the, the feuding and the innermost power dynamic on the front office and it's, it's, it's seeping down into the players. It's seeping down into the players and the coaches. And so you have reports that Nate McMillan may think, was thinking about uh, resigning. All right, you have reports of certain players may want to ask out. You got the reports of John Collins is going to be traded. Bogey is going to be traded. You have all of these things, and it's not making it a successful environment for the players or the coaches. It's not a successful environment right now. You can say it all what you want. You can say, oh, we just need to get rid of the coach. And I'm going to tell you this, and this is just one of my takeaways from the article. New coach ain't going to solve all this. 
I'm going to tell you that right now. There's, and there's a lot. There's a huge contingency of Hawks fans that want to get rid of Nate McMillan. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this good. Listen, a new coach ain't solving this. He's not solving this. He may solve a few schemes or whatever, but he's not going to fix this. This thing is 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 internal. Like y'all 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 are burning from the top. Y'all are burning from the top. And so, I mean, that that's a takeaway that you can get from this. Number 2. As far as this new power structure or, or this new these new guys that are coming in, you got Delandry who who was the the new uh, general manager. You got Nick Ressler and all these guys who are who are priming to probably be the guys making basketball decisions. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this, and listen to me clear. And Kyle Korver is a part of this piece too, who it looks like uh, the reports that he's going to be probably the assistant GM. I'll say this: these new guys coming in. They don't have half the pedigree from Schlink and his staff. They don't have it. They don't have half the pedigree. And what I mean by that, the resume, the experience, the guts, the, 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 they don't have it. Like the pedigree, like they just don't have it. Like these are just young guys coming up. You know what I mean? Like I still recall when Travis Schlink was hired. And they talked about what they went through to run their due diligence. And Travis Slink was referred to these guys by none other than Jerry West. And you talk about building a team. You talk about pedigree and what Slink has done and goals in state and drafting some of those guys and developing. You look at some of the picks that Travis has done well. And I would say this. He's gotten more right than he's gotten wrong. He's gotten more right than he's gotten wrong. Now, this is not a this is not saying anything disparaging against Landry Fields, the new GM. Not saying anything against him, but you're not fin to you're not fin to put his resume beside Travis Link's resume and say, okay, I think we're in a better place. I'm not gonna believe that. I don't believe that you're going. You, you got a better GM now, nah. You got a lot of work to do because you don't have much pedigree. And I love Kyle Corver to death. That's my. Guy, I wrote a piece on Kyle Corver when he left Atlanta. He is one of the most genuine dudes you will ever meet. But what do I know of him, about him and being an assistant GM? Like, what does he know? Like, he's green. He's green. What experience does he have? What pedigree does he have? What makes him? What? What? What will make him a great GM? And this is me wanting him to do well, right? But the resume is the resume, and if you don't have the experience, if you don't have the pedigree like some of these guys that are walking out, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, those are the takeaways from the article, man. If, if you have the athletic, I would advise you to go read it. Go check it out. Tweet me. Let me know what you think about the piece, you know. Um, a lot of people will look at it and be like, oh, it's just the media trying to take down. Oops. The media is not trying to take down the Hawks. Like, out of all the organizations in the world, why would they want to take down the Atlanta Hawks, who are in 10th place in the Eastern Conference? Stop it. Do I believe everything in the piece 100%? I never believe everything 100%. 
But I will say this. I believe they're credible. I believe Sam Amick is credible. I believe Sham Sharania is credible. I believe every, every writer that contributed to this piece, I believe they are credible. So if they say there's infighting, if they say there's a power structure, a power struggle, I believe it. And so when you look at the Hawks problems and all the problems they have outside of the injuries, outside of being unable to close, outside of new guys trying to mesh and outside of guys uh, having trade rumors and this, that and the other. You have to, the it's a lot that's going on with this team right now. It is a lot. And so um, I'll just say this at the end of the day, you can clip the coach and that's probably what's going to happen. If he makes it to the end of the season, chances are he's not going to be back and you can clip him. But I'm going to tell you this, that lightning in the bottle that struck the first, that struck the first time, it ain't going to strike a second time. So you can think that you clip him and another guy's going to come in. You're going to get a wave and y'all going to ride to the Eastern conference finals. I'm willing to bet that's not going to happen. Because the guys that are going to be steering this ship, they're not as experienced as the other guys used to be steering the ship. And maybe only time's going to tell that. But when it happens, you'll know. I remember that time I was listening to the Hogsmeade podcast and your boy told me what was going to go down. That these guys driving, they don't have the experience or the pedigree. Not saying I don't want them to do well. I want them to do well. But the game is always the game. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow on this thing. I appreciate you for sticking with us. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts on the article, on the podcast, all that jazz. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Hawksbeat. We appreciate you guys, as always, for listening and supporting the podcast. Like we always say, God is good all time, and all time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.